Did you did the slime make it home or did you, as I do, <laughs> no. secret secretly throw no. those out? I yeah. was like, I'm not explaining that true custom. Yes. Like, <laughs> is it a liquid? Is it a solid? I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what's in it. I'm not very I'm not having that debate with customs. <laughs> I mean, your 18-month-old was previously flagged as a terrorist, so it's gonna be a tough conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They've got me on record, so I'm that's not. right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast, brought to you by my path unwinding travel. And Sam, mail call, mail call time. Mail Woohoo! Call. Let's, a review. Let, let's hear what all my fans have to say about me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's such the truth. It's such the truth. <laughs> I read these things to recharge Sam's ego. Here we go. It is. <laughs> this one comes from Sam Parker. SD, who writes, Amazing content. The DCL duo capture the fun of cruising in every show. They highlight all things DCL does well, and they are brave enough to discuss areas of opportunity for Disney. I appreciate that they have diverse guests on the show sharing different experiences. I look forward to the show every week. Well, there you go, Sam. You're called Brave. From like Lurkana, <laughs> you're the Mickey Brave Little Taylor card. So there you go. Uh, I th- I yes. want to be Merida from from Brave though. <laughs> well, I I think you have your pick of the litter. So all right, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, if I feel a little less energy today for folks out there, it's because it is early here on the West Coast for us because we are headed all the way across the pond to our neighbors across the sea in the UK. We have a fabulous guest today, Sam. You want to intro intro our guest for folks? Yeah, we are super excited to bring on first-time guest to the show, Gemma. Welcome, Gemma. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, nice to have you. Thank you for you know accommodating us and and helping us figure out a time that we could all uh, get together. Because obviously, with the time difference, it's a little more complicated than us just talking to someone you know on the East Coast. But yeah, really but, I, but I think 3 p.m. is uh, easier for me than 7 a.m. is for you. I think, <laughs> I think, so. yeah, we're, uh, you we're, we're parents of a 10-year-old. He was up at probably 5.30 this morning. So, <laughs> so we should be more awake than we are, but we're not. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we're super excited to talk to you. You went on uh, what I will call a, a somewhat more unique itinerary, but in the United States. But we certainly wanted to get your perspective on cruising on Disney Cruise line because we you know we don't know what we don't know and obviously we're american cruisers and we cruise on american cruise lines you over in europe have a lot more or over in the uk have a lot more choice in cruise lines than we do in the us and different kinds of service and different kinds of offerings on the cruise lines over there but we're super interested to talk to you about your perspective on disney cruise line but before we get into our topic we've got to ask you Gemma about your cruising credentials and your Disney background, if you have any. Yeah, so this is actually our first cruise, my first cruise ever. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we went straight in, as you say, with the with the Disney option, and and really for us, it was about it being Disney more than it was about being a cruise. So we have been to many Disney parks. I think my first Disney park trip was the opening year of what was then Euro Disney, but now Disneyland <laughs> Paris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is yeah quite a while ago now, showing my age. Uh, when I was around. 
around 10 or 11, I think, when, when that opened. And since then, we've been to Walt Disney World. We've been to Paris an embarrassing number of times. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually went for my Hindu, which is your bachelorette par- yeah. party equivalent. So that, that shows <laughs> how much I love it there. And we've been to Hong Kong a couple of times when I've been there for work or, or visiting my parents who lived there for a while. So yeah, very much Disney Park kind of family but no cruises until now but felt like it was needed to add to the kind of Disney experiences we could tick off the list. Oh my gosh, I love that. Now, Gemma, next time when we finally plan our trip to Disneyland Paris, I'm calling you because I feel like the parks, the international parks are so different than Disney World and Disneyland. I have no idea what I'm doing. So yes, well, I I have a spreadsheet that I share amongst my friends of where they need to eat, what they need to do. So I will happily share that with you too. (laughs) Awesome. I need to know even where to stay. Although I know that the, the one, the one hotel that's inside the park essentially is is under construction right now. If, I, I think it op- yeah, they've just opened up for bookings, I think oh. now, but it is it is quite pricey. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. But you can yeah, see with this ABD park. with this ABD we're doing, why did we not add on Paris? So it could have been just, just an even crazier crazy <laughs> trip for us. Gonna, go to Paris, then Munich, then Budapest, no, then Hawaii. No, no, we, we just, we yeah. Have any time. We have no time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well Gemma why did you decide to come all the way across the United States to take a Disney cruise out of New York rather than taking a cruise in Europe on Disney Cruise Line? I think that's the biggest question I have. So I guess for us, we had looked at things like the UK staycations after COVID and looked at some of the European itineraries. But outside of the kind of Norwegian Norwegian fjords or transatlantic ones, really were three or four nights itineraries, which just felt like that would be a really rushed experience. So we were looking for a longer itinerary. We then looked at ones out of um, Florida, but then as a proportion of the cost of the holiday, the flights really just become prohibitive. So it's myself, my husband and three children and the flights to add on to a cruise when flight to fly all the way to Florida are really quite a lot. So we looked out of New York. Um, the flight is obviously much shorter for us, so like five and a half hours, so considerably better for us. And the kids had never been to New York, so it just felt like a really good itinerary. Six nights, going somewhere sunny, which always helps when you're yeah. from the UK. Any opportunity <laughs> to get some sun, I am in, all in. So Bermuda sounded amazing. So yeah, it just kind of worked really well and it kind of fell into the into our half term holiday break for the kids as well so we could we took them out one day from school on the friday cruised on the saturday landed back here on the sunday and they were back in school again the following monday so it just happened to fit in that half term as well for us oh that's perfect so how how many days did you get in new york then ahead of the cruise or at the or after the cruise so we flew we departed London Friday morning, arrived Friday kind of lunchtime with the time difference. Mm -hmm. Then we got on the cruise Saturday lunchtime, um, had finished the cruise Friday and flew out Saturday quite late, like 10 p.m. So we had pretty much two full days at the end Mm -hmm. and half a day a day at the start, which was quite good for the kids, really. We did a lot of walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, seeing the sights. And the, but that was probably enough for the kids. 
Yeah. And then they could sleep on the plane. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hire them out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think my poor six-year-old, he turned six on the cruise, actually. He did 24,000 steps or something the second day we were oh in New York. He was, he was tired. And to be fair, he didn't complain. He kept going. But I was thinking, right, at some point, we're going to need to carry him. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Walt Disney World plus level steps. I mean, yeah. 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 I think we said that was the last time we'd done that many steps with the kids was Walt Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Oh my goodness. Well, that sounds like an amazing trip. Tell us, so this is half term for you. What, what, when did this cruise and this trip happen? So we decided to book it maybe nine months before. So we went in October, end of October and yeah, we'd booked it. I know I normally get twitchy around when Christmas is over and think, right, I need to book a holiday. So it was probably the first couple of weeks of January when I thought, right, the winter is well and truly set in. It's been a while since I've had some sunshine. I probably need to book another holiday. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny you said that because we feel the same way. And, and that's because our weather here in Seattle is, you know, not that different from yours over in it's the UK. It's yeah. tough. You can see my husband starting to get twitchy year round like mid-December he's like right four weeks time she's gonna be <laughs> on her phone looking at trips again and he's not wrong <laughs> I love it awesome okay so it's everyone's first cruise you fly all the way across to New York how old are are the kids I know the youngest is six what are the other yeah ages? so he turned six um on the last day of the cruise uh, my middle, so that's uh, Monty, my youngest boy. Then I have Otis, who had just turned 10. And then I have Matilda, who is 12. Nice. So they're all kids club age, except Matilda can go to kids club or the edge, the tween club. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So you must, have booked a, you must have booked a family deluxe veranda? Or what kind of stateroom did you get for the five? Yeah, family. Yeah, I think deluxe veranda. So it was pretty good size, actually. I really wanted to have the veranda, although to be fair, we didn't sit on it that much. We were mm-hmm. so busy everywhere. But it was nice to have the extra space for sure. And actually, I I was, I, because never having been on a cruise, I was not sure how well we would fit five of us in with all our luggage <laughs> yeah. but, but actually it was it was very comfortable we it was absolutely fine yeah and, and how did we mediate the disputes over the bunk bed then <laughs> that was fairly straightforward my youngest desperately wanted the top but was not allowed the top so he was on the bottom my daughter was very clear she didn't want to be anywhere near the boys and so my little boy got the top so yeah it, it kind of worked itself out oh <laughs> nice so the two boys got between the, the bunk bed and the, the couch underneath and then your daughter got the pull down yes that's the, right the yeah. murphy bed yeah yeah, yeah. And, Ot- and otis declared victory it sounds like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Poor Monty. <laughs> let's let's talk about um, you know arriving in New York and and where. Well, you actually, stayed. wait. I want to oh. I want to ask you a question. Was this a surprise for the kids? Like, oh, w- no. when did they learn you were taking this cruise? Yeah. No, this was this was not a surprise. We had a. I mean, my daughter had a countdown in her room. She <laughs> did all of the door decorations, fish extender gifts. This was like the <gasps> hobby across the summer holidays was preparing for this. So we really like with any of our Disney ships, we really enjoyed the build up and the preparation. And the kids like to look on YouTube for what they're going to be doing and seeing all the different experiences. So yeah. 
not not a surprise because they like to get into the kind yeah. of preparation mode beforehand. So your kids are like full on, full on Disney kids then. I mean, if they're doing all that stuff, the fish extenders, the YouTubes, the everything. <laughs> I mean, my daughter is probably the most like me in, in passion for Disney, I would say. She she really loves it. She collects pins. She collects the little Zoom Zoom like toys. Oh, yeah. And it's very into her trivia, which I'm sure we'll come on to talk about the trivia. <laughs> so she she's the most obsessed. The other the others really enjoy it, but are probably more into football than they are Disney. But she's <laughs> really into Disney. <laughs> I was, was going to ask along those lines. I was just I recorded yesterday with a woman from Australia whose shows show will probably already be out by the time this one came out. But you know, she was sort of saying, actually New Zealand, she was saying like, yeah, I mean Disney people know what Disney is here, but it's not like pe- people kind of looked at me crazy when I said I was taking a Disney cruise. I I get the sense in the UK, it's much more like here in the US, like Disney is very popular. There's lots of folks who, you know, like to count themselves as Disney fans. Is that is that fair? I mean, I think like certainly, obviously, from a movie and a character perspective, yes, I think Disney Plus has probably helped with that. But and certainly Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris are promoted quite a lot. But I think last year maybe was the first time I'd seen Disney cruises advertised anywhere, I guess, mm-hmm. with them having the full UK itinerary then. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say people are as enthusiastic as my daughter <laughs> and I are relatively few and far between. Yeah. Right. Or at least those that admit it, maybe. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, Disney as a brand is obviously is obviously huge, but more so Walt Disney World. Even Disneyland California is not really promoted over here. It's actually quite difficult to book from the UK mm. for so, California. So did, but so so did your friends look at you funny when you were like, I'm going on a Disney cruise as opposed to like, are they like, you could, you could, I mean, they P&O. know me. So, so no, <laughs> all right. they, for me, they weren't surprised. They're your, they're yeah. your friends after all. Yes. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> they've been to my house. They've, they've seen, they've seen the memorabilia. So yeah, probably not surprised. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. So you guys pack up, you're on the plane, you arrive in New York. Where, where did you guys stay in New York before the cruise embarked? So we stayed at the, I think it's called the Rue Plaza, New York, which is right by Times Square. Mm-hmm. So really central for that first kind of evening to get some food. Went to the Disney store, obviously, in Times Square, <laughs> went to get some food. And then in the morning, we had actually planned to walk to the to the cruise terminal, but the rain was absolutely horrific. So we got an Uber, but I'm convinced that that took us twice as long as it would have to walk because the traffic was so bad. But on the way at the end of the cruise, we actually walked back to that hotel with our bags and it was really, really easy. So maybe like a 10 minute walk maximum with even with the kids and the bags to the terminal and was pretty reasonably priced for New York. So a a pretty good choice and like breakfast included and the room was a good size. Although we found it quite hard to find rooms in New York that would let you have three kids, like a family room for five. Oh yeah. Most of them were four and then you end up paying for two rooms, which is obviously doubles the price. Oh yeah. But that's a good option for for five people, families, Mm -hmm. for sure. I had completely forgotten, Sam, that there is a Disney store in Times Square. I, yeah, I thought that it closed with all the others. So now we've got a place on our list to go. Yeah. To. <laughs> I think yeah. the only ones, I read some of the other day, I think the only ones outside of parks now are London, 
New York, New York and Japan, maybe Tokyo, maybe. Yeah, Tokyo. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There are some Disney store outlets or Disney outlet stores. So they're not regular Disney stores, but they have, you know, sort of overstock stuff still. Uh, at okay. some, yeah. Some at some outlet malls around the country. I think there's one, Brian, in, in Tulalip, actually, about an hour north of us. But it's not the regular store. It's just the outlet store. So it doesn't okay. have necessarily new stuff like the ones in, you know, the ones in New York or in London. We love yeah. the, the one in London. We I have my I have a little beef eater, Mickey. And okay. he's the <laughs> cutest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, you cannot get that in in at least not the parks in the United States. You can't, and you can't get that uh, okay. Disney store in the in New York. So yeah, that's a unique <laughs> to unique to the London store. I thought that, yeah. was, that was awesome. But anyway, okay, so you you get to New York. Unfortunately, it's quite rainy, so you have to take the Uber to the the terminal. What was the terminal like? We've not sailed out of New York. So it was, I mean, I guess I have nothing to compare it to really, but it was fine. We had a, a port arrival time of I think like quarter to one or one o'clock. And I'd from the hotel had gone back on the Facebook group for the cruise and someone had said they're letting all crew, all port arrival times board now. And that was maybe at 11 a.m. Oh, wow. And so we kind of finished off what we were doing sightseeing wise, headed back to the hotel, got our bags and headed straight down there and literally walked. I mean, couldn't have been any smoother. Dropped our bags, went through the check-in, did the photo before you get on board. And we were straight on board in 10 or 15 minutes maximum and a good hour and a half before our port arrival time. So I'm not sure whether the early arrival times went through super quickly or they just decided to scrap the whole system. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but we just, as I say, a good, at least an hour and a half or so before our arrival time and we were straight on. That's amazing. Did the ship ship feel full? I wonder if it just was not a very full sailing and so they were able to kind of move people through faster. I'm not sure. I guess again, I don't really know what to compare to, but mm-hmm. it, we never it never felt crowded. It felt very organized. I mean, on the on warmer days, the and on sea days, the pools were very busy, but again, not to the point where you thought, oh, I'm not this is too hectic, I'm leaving. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it wasn't a full cruise, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it well, might have also just been they might they might have cleared customs early, you know, with the 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 port of New York may have you know, may have cleared them quicker than they expected to be cleared. And so people are always, that would, that would, but that would, yeah, but that would, that would, that would impact disembarkation, not embarkation. So, and earliest port arrival time is probably 11. So I, I, it may just have been that the ship was not particularly full for the sailing for that time of year. So, yeah. Jim, I'm also curious, we we skipped a step here, which was, I, I, I love to ask folks outside the U.S., their experience with the Disney technology behind Disney Cruise Line. So, you know, booking the sailing, booking your activities online, checking in. Was was that stuff smooth or was it plagued with with or, or fraught with errors the way that it can be over here? So I have to say, you guys had filled me with the dread at the anticipation <laughs> of it on the kind of reviews that I hear on your podcast. But no, I mean, it was it was absolutely fine from my perspective. Booking it was very straightforward. Just I just booked on this on their like UK version of their website, and then checking in. 
I did, I think it opened at 5 a.m. UK time. I was on there about quarter to six and that was all straightforward, uploaded my documents and I just did that on a laptop rather than trying to do it on my phone. And then the only other thing we booked beforehand was the uh, princess gathering, which I think that opened up at like three or four a.m. UK time oh, because yeah. of the summertime. And I'd kind of decided I wasn't going to set my alarm to try and get that. My daughter is not into princesses nor the boys, but I thought, well, we might as well try. Mm-hmm. And I happened to wake up at that time in the night and went on my phone by some coincidence, got it, even though I saw on our Facebook group shortly after that a lot of people hadn't managed to get it. So yeah, it was, from our side, it was all pretty pretty straightforward, actually. No issues. Oh, good. I will give a tip out there for the Royal Gathering. It opens, as you mentioned, at the same time as check-in opens. But what people don't know is you don't have to do the check-in first. You can do the yeah, Royal Gathering. Yeah, I had Gathering. heard that, on, yeah. on, I think, on your podcast. So I did it that way around. Yeah. And if, if I'd really done it the it. other way, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have got it because just uploading five lots of ID and then we have yep. to do our visas, we have to upload as well. Mm-hmm. So there was quite a lot to upload, although even if it went smoothly. So yes, so, I booked the gathering before the check-in. Wait, so you had to get visas for you, because of the Bermuda? No, to come into the US, we have yes, to get an Esther. Yeah. It's like a visa waiver, but you have to have, you still have to do quite yeah. a lot of paperwork. Which it is, lasts for like which, two years. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is why we will have to get a visa heading into Europe very soon, Sam. This is the I system that is being set up. Yes. Okay. I did not know that, Gemma. So, because it's always been my experience, obviously, flying over to like London, I've never had to do anything, just buy the ticket yeah. and you show it's up. A, <laughs> it's going to be an online portal that you have to register with. I think the UK and the EU and they, they, they like Gemma mentioned, it will last for two years. I, it was supposed to take effect this year. I think they've delayed it out maybe one more year, but you know, don't quote me on that because I haven't been following it too closely. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think going into the US, I think I'm right in saying we've always had to do this visa waiver mm. program. So we've always had to have this certificate that you have to put in your wow. life's details into because I have quite a funny story about when we went to last went to Walt Disney World and my youngest was not even two I think and I had done so many of these forms mm-hmm. online to get the, all the details and then the last section is a kind of massive list of 50 questions of yes no yes no yes no and I was tabbing down on my laptop saying yes 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 to everything and accidentally, one of the questions was, have you ever been convicted of terrorism? And oh. my 18-month-old, I had tabbed on the wrong one. And so then had an email a week later saying, all of your family's visa right. waivers have Denied. been rejected. And I was right. like, this is ridiculous. Like, why have we been rejected? Because <laughs> oh your yeah, 18-month-old is a terrorist. My 18-month-old had previously been convicted of terrorism. I mean, and, I mean, our, our son at 18 months, I would, I would routinely kind say, of like, we don't, yeah, we don't negotiate with terrorists, but... Yeah. 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 So I then had to go through a whole process to get them to basically wipe the system. Yeah. Because once that's in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't get hold of anyone and you can't reapply for five years or like, oh. So anyway, we got there, but I was like, this is a nightmare. So this time when we had those documents, I was like, okay, finally, we're we're cleared into the US. (laughs) Okay. So note to listeners be careful. Check what you enter. (laughs) 
Be careful filling out these visa waiver paperwork because yeah. it sounds like the if you're from the UK, you're always going to have to do this. And now if you're from the US in the future, you're going to have to do this. So, yeah. wow, that is kind of craziness. Okay. Well, you arrive at the port, you go through, obviously, the check-in process sounds like it goes pretty smoothly since they were letting people on so quickly. And you walk on to the beautiful Disney dream and your family name is announced. How, how, what is this experience like for you, Gemma? Well, I, I got quite choked up to which my husband said, oh, what's happened? Like, what's the matter? He thought someone had trod on my foot or I don't know what he thought. <laughs> so yeah, I was quite emotional. We, as I say, we'd done a lot of kind of preparation and talking and thinking about it beforehand. So just to get there and get on the boat was, was quite emotional. But yeah, we were super excited and the kids couldn't believe their eyes. I don't think walking into the atrium that that was inside a boat <laughs> or a ship. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're you're crying. Is Matilda crying too, or is she just excited? No, she's just excited. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, she's she's the like Disney crazy yeah. person, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, what did you guys decide to do as for your you know your first moments on the ship? Obviously, after you you're in the in the atrium, did you have any you know things to take care of at guest services, or are you off exploring, or are you off to lunch? We were straight off to lunch. <laughs> we were straight off to eat. So we went straight down to animators and had a sit down meal, which was really nice to just yeah, have some drinks and some nice food and mm-hmm. not have to kind of navigate cabanas, I guess. So yeah, that was really nice. And then after that, we went to register the kids at the kids club before it got too crazy. And my son's like magic band had actually been snapped when they gave it to him and they weren't able to change it to recode it, I guess, before we got on the boat. So we Mm. had to go straight to the kids club to get them to change it, um, which Mm -hmm. was all very slick. So that was that was kind of all done before the muster drill. Oh, awesome. Were you able to order the magic bands ahead of time or no, because you're outside of the U.S.? Yes, no, we couldn't. We just picked them up when we checked in um, at the um, at the port. Gotcha. Okay. So they had them ready for you so you could order them, but they couldn't ship them to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. That's you still able, were able to, to order them then. That's, you know, I've heard some, you know, different chatter online about that, whether or not you could order them if you even in can from Canada. Yeah. So, okay. So you registration, I take it for the kids club. It sounds like goes smooth, smoothly. What did the kids think about the kids club? So we, the only ones that we actually went to and the kids were in was the Oceaneers Lab and the Oceaneers Club. I think my daughter was keen to stay with her brothers rather than go off and do her own thing in Edge. So again, they had seen quite a lot on YouTube, particularly around the kind of Star Wars I'm going to embarrass myself with my poor Star Wars knowledge. <laughs> whatever, whatever the flying ship thing is that you get to fly. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon or maybe an That's X-Wing the fighter. one. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so they were really excited to do that. They loved the Infinity game that they could play on in there. Mm-hmm. My daughter is hugely into crafting, so she really liked all of those activities. So yeah, they, they were super excited to get in there and, and have some fun. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. Nathan's super into crafting too. So he he's actually ready and willing typically to go to the kids club as long as he can like hang out in either, you know, a gaming area or the crafting area. Those are those yeah. are his those are his things as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, did did you guys experience the sail away party on the dream and the iconic, of course, sailing out of New York City? Yes, yeah, we definitely did. And by that point, the sun had come out, the rain had stopped. So we were really lucky because the weather in the morning had been pretty grim. (laughs) So as soon as we got up the deck, it was, yeah, sun out, blue skies, pretty warm. So it was really nice. And yeah, cruising past the Manhattan skyline was pretty epic I think all in all and I kept oh, I pointing that. out to my children how do you realize how lucky you are do you realize how crazy this is that we're sailing <laughs> out of Manhattan <laughs> like, and so yeah that was really really fun and then oh, when you get it. within um, distance of Statue of Liberty again mm-hmm. we had kind of the sun setting behind the Statue of Liberty and you're heading out under the bridge so yeah really really beautiful Oh, I love that. Did what did the kids think of the sail away like deck party and, you know, the ensuing dance party that always occurs at every deck party? <laughs> yeah, they they definitely like the sail away party. They like to see, I guess that was the first time they'd seen most of the characters other than when we first came on board. So, yeah, they definitely enjoyed that party. They're not really big dancers, my <laughs> kids. They're fairly reserved. Yeah. <laughs> so they weren't really up for going and throwing some shapes on the dance floor. <laughs> but they enjoyed the they enjoyed the kind of music and the and that uh, kind of as we left the as we left the the port. So, yeah, they 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 like to see the characters but they're happy to observe rather than be front and center i think my kids (laughs) (laughs) nice now this is a six night cruise is that right yeah tell us what the itinerary was from new york on embarkation day what is what does each day look like as far as you know at sea versus ports so we had so that was we had embarkation day then one full day at sea and then by day three, we had arrived in Bermuda already. So pretty speedy down there. So yeah, day three, we arrived in Bermuda. Day four was in Bermuda and day five should have been in Bermuda, but Hurricane, I think Tammy was nearby. And so we got a letter in our room at the end of day four to say that the following, the effectively like the following day, we would not be in Bermuda. We would, I think when we l- went out um, to see for the fireworks on day four, we effectively then didn't go back into dock that night and have the following day in Bermuda. Gotcha. So you ended up with an extra sea day on the end there. Yes, which really made no difference to us because we were planning to have two days or one one day going to Horseshoe Bay, a second day kind of just pottering around near the ship mm-hmm. and then the third day on the ship anyway and, and make the most of it being hopefully quieter, but yeah. not to be in Bermuda. We didn't have any excursions planned for that final day or trips anywhere. So it really made no difference to us. But I know some people missed out on excursions, et cetera, from that. Sure. So you end up with two CDs then at the very end. Is that right? Instead of... Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Because you need a day to get back from Bermuda to New York, obviously. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about your your two port days. Then your first being Bermuda and, Hor- and doing Horseshoe Bay. Tell us, you know, about the excursion that you booked, and did you book it through Disney or did you go on your own? 
Yeah, so we did it on our own, actually. So we got off the ship. We walked across to like the little tourist information building that they have there Mm -hmm. and just bought the bus tickets like for the public bus across to Horseshoe Bay, which was really easy to do. The bus stop was just across from where the tourist information was, jumped on that. I think it took maybe 35 or 40 minutes to get to near Horseshoe Bay. Mm -hmm. And then quite a steep walk down to the beach there and then spent the day, kind of hired a couple of lounges and umbrella there and spent the day on the beach and in the water, really. (laughs) Oh, awesome. That sounds amazing. It's supposed to be a really nice beach. I haven't been there myself, but did they have, you know, places for you to be able to, you know, buy drinks, use the bathroom, that sort of a thing? Do they have good amenities at the beach there? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good facilities. So there's kind of a bathrooms and showers there in a separate building. And then there is a kind of burger pizza type food outlet there which you can either wander along to get yourself or there are people who will for a fee go and grab whatever food and drinks you want and bring it to your lounges and then you just pay to hire the lounges and the umbrella if you want one but it but it's pretty exposed the beach there's not any shade or trees near Mm. the beach so and it was pretty two of my children are redheads so the sun is not their friend so I'm like we're gonna need need an umbrella (laughs) umbrella and lots of sunscreen yeah Yes, factor 50 and hide under the umbrella. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you know, especially for the, you know, you kids coming from the UK without any sun <laughs> for all those yes, months. I mean, they're too. just not built for heat, but they're no, really, really beautiful beach, very fine sand and the water just absolutely turquoise, really beautiful. Oh, I love that. Love a good beach day. And now how long were you guys at port that day or did you, in, or did you overnight in Bermuda? Yes, we overnighted in. Oh, sorry. In the do you mean the boat stayed in? Port yes, that did night? the yes, bo- yes. Sorry, yes, yeah, yeah. It did. So we headed back in time. We were on early dining, so we headed back in time to eat our meal on the boat that day. Uh, but then the boat stayed um, in the dock all night that night. Yeah. Wow. So you could have stayed, you know, out till presumably all hours and and eaten off ship. But I don't yeah. blame you going back to the ship because obviously one the food's included but two you've got three kids with you of course you're gonna want to yeah. want to miss me dining and I think we were just at the end certainly for my younger two by that point we would just they were just getting used to the time difference so I think it sure. was five hour time difference so if we were eating at 5 45 that's yeah. like 10 45 UK time so oh, yeah. really keeping them out off the boat any later than that I think would have bit of false economy some more. <laughs> hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, 
and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode. So let, let's talk about day two at Port at Bermuda. You said you guys decided to just kind of venture off and, and walk around in the in the port area. What what kind of stuff was available in that area? You know, were, were there, you know, shops and things close by such that it was easy to do? Did you or did you have to, you know, take a taxi or something? No, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty small port, but lots of souvenir shops. We really just wanted to get some fridge magnets, which is what we do wherever we go <laughs> as our souvenir. So we had a walk around, bought some fridge magnets. The kids bought some postcards to write back to their classes at school. And then, so maybe for a couple of hours, and then we the kids wanted to get back on the boat. We had lunch back on the deck and spend the afternoon on the aqueduct and in the swimming pools, really. The weather was really good that day. So yeah, just a couple of hours to stretch our legs off the boat and then and then back on the ship again. Awesome. And then, as you mentioned, your third port, port day in Bermuda got canceled, so you had more at sea time. But I'd love to hear what your kids thought about the pool deck, what you all thought about the pool deck as well, and, of course, the aqueduct. Yeah, so the, the the elder two kids just went round and round and round the aqueduct, <laughs> down, back up the steps, round again, back up the steps for as long as we would let them. <laughs> they so yeah, we really enjoyed it. I think it was as I say was we had pretty good weather. We enjoyed the pools for sure. I think the kids. Probably like I know that not possible on a cruise ship, but would have liked a bigger pool. But obviously, that's not possible. <laughs> so yeah, they enjoyed that. They definitely enjoyed the soft serve ice cream on the pool deck. So we enjoyed those every day, if not a couple of times a day. And yeah, they 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 really enjoyed the the aqueduct. I think probably more than anything. Oh, so, awesome! So the if they were going around and around, I mean, was there a line? It, it, this just goes back to my question about how full the ship was because normally on a five night cruise. There'll be a line at the aqueduct. Was this was this while you were in port, or I, I'm trying to figure out if the if yeah, the pool so deck that, was empty? That was in yeah, port. That was when we were in port. We also had a really nice evening, maybe the second or third night. Third night, I think, when we went out after dinner to go swimming, and again was quite warm, but the pools then were very empty, and the kids just mm. went round and round the aqueduct. The day. Five when we should have been in Bermuda still, but were having a port day instead, then it was really busy. But even then you'd queue maybe 15 to 20 minutes for the aqueduct. Yeah. Not crazy, but certainly not round and round in loops like they were earlier in the week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that that is really only, I think, something you can get you know, it's being able to go round and round if you're in port or the other tip is if it's during a dining time. So, you know, sometimes the aqueduct will be open a little bit later and particularly into like first seating of dining. And so if you have late seating and, you know, you haven't hit up the aqueduct yet, 
that's actually a really good time to to go okay. and you, you may be able to go <laughs> like a revolving door there. Um, also, the, the yellow Mickey slide uh, can be at those times also le- a, a lot less uh, crowded. Okay. More so than the aqueduct, of course. But let's talk about some onboard activities. You mentioned trivia. You mentioned Matilda loves trivia. I got to know which trivia she was all about. And did you did you bring home some medals? (laughs) <laughs> so we we did mainly like the kind of whatever the entry level I forget what the name of it was just kind of general Disney trivia we did mm-hmm. do one Disney tunes which was fun but we on the first morning we went to Disney trivia and it was only Matilda myself and my youngest son yeah. and there was only one other family there Oh wow! And I was like, okay, we got good. We got good odds here, yeah. but we missed out by one point. Oh. oh man! So then, the next morning, we went again, and we again missed out by one point oh. to that same family. <laughs> <laughs> by day three, I think we missed by two points, and then day four, we went again, and there were maybe ten families. Again, mm-hmm. we came second, and the family there was now our trivia nemesis. Yeah were there again and they won and then their kids so their kids were maybe like 12 and 14 and then Mm -hmm. the parents after the trivia these sweet children came up to my kids and said we've seen you here every day and we already have a medal so would you like our medals and they gave them their medals and it made their entire week (laughs) oh I love that I was I was really hoping that that was gonna when it was the same family that beat you multiple times I was really hoping that was gonna be the ending (laughs) yeah so yeah so that made them so happy and on that day it was Pluto medals and all my kids love Pluto so I was like this is the this couldn't have been any better. Oh my god, so. we we have yet to get a Pluto medal. Let me just put that oh. out there. Oh, well, the we universe. have four. So there, there you go. You have you have more Pluto medals than we have. We have some Mickey sure which, ones. Yeah, I was just saying, I'm not sure which ship. ones are missing. Yeah, we've got, oh, we I mean, only we've got, have I think Mickey and the ship. I don't think ship, we have. Yeah. yeah. So since they changed over to the character and ship medals, they used to be just these black mickey shaped head right like that's all they they just said winner on them and then they were in the shape of a mickey head but they weren't like they didn't have mickey a picture of mickey on them and then when they switched over the medals to the current medals we've got now it's the fab five i think plus there's one that's ship and dale and then there's one that's a ship so there's like yeah so there's like seven different medals now i think the only ones that we've gotten are mickey and the ship yeah okay so I'm putting it out in the universe that we need to get a Pluto medal. I want to earn a Pluto medal. Let me put it out there. I'm not asking for somebody to send it to I don't, Pluto. To I don't us. want Pluto. Donald no, Duck. A, He's number one. Donald Duck. We need, we need a Pluto for Nathan. He's He loves because he loves Pluto also. Gemma. Yeah. That's, he's, that's his favorite of the Fab Five. And that probably please, his favorite please, character yeah. overall. Please, no one actually send us one of these medals. No, no, uh, we need yeah. to win them on our own. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. We or or be gifted them from another nice family on board yeah. where whose kids we are like we right? for attendance and effort. That's what we yes. felt like we earned them for. Like we missed marginally, but we feel yes. like we 
Well, and we and attendance. <laughs> yes. We did the same over the summer, if you'll recall, Sam. We kept yes, showing up to did. these uh, Disney Cruise Line trivias with some friends who had been on board so often. I think they knew all the questions. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, they were, were just, definitely we're, repeating questions yeah. by the end. We were like, okay, well, we know this. Yeah. yeah. So we 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 were there, and another family kept showing up and just missing it because we were there. And so I think it's yeah. here. You have this round of medals because we don't yeah. need any more. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's that. And this, but this is the kind of community I want to point out. This is the kind of community on Disney Cruise Line that I love. And, and it's not, it doesn't always happen, but like when you see the same people over and over again and you start to, you know, of course, either you are the one who gets beaten constantly or you are the one who beats the other family constantly, like, you know, pay it forward, right? Like do something kind because you know, those kids especially are just, I will just say this though, be cautious in how you approach this situation because it could also be a very huge humble bride to be like, you know, I've got these medals. <laughs> oh, we, I, took it. we took the charity. We were not proud. Yes. I was like, yeah, yep, yeah. thank you very much. Yep. I've, but, I've, I've wiped the floor with your family enough. You can have me. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't have room in my proud. suitcase. My carry on full of medals. I'm sorry. Listen, I think this is where this is where <laughs> kids, if you give it to the kids, that's not yes. the kids are not, you know, they're going to be happy to just get the medals. Yeah. So do it that way. And I think what you say in terms of that, the kind of environment and the culture that you get on the Disney cruise, we, my daughter had put in so much effort on the fish extenders Aww. and the making of gifts. And she made the three kids were in three different fish extender groups. So she made them for all the, her brother's groups as well as her own. Oh, yeah. And my husband, who had not done a lot of research or kind of finding out how it kind of worked on a Disney cruise before, I think was slightly cynical in terms of, so what, you sign up, you everyone says they're going to give each other gifts. Right. You give them gifts, but they don't have to give you one back. You trust. He was like, really? Is that yeah. how it works? We yeah. were blown away. Oh. By the things, the amount of gifts, how much care people had taken, how personalized people had made their gifts. And every time we went back to the room, the kids were running down the corridor. Oh, we got something. We got something. And it oh. didn't matter whether it was a lollipop or a magnet or anything else they were so excited every time so and that that. was and he he also just couldn't believe that people had just given this stuff with no guarantee of getting anything back just because that's what you do on a disney cruise like it really like for i think for matilda particularly she just loved that I love that. You know, and and that's typically what happens. I mean, there are times where people are disappointed because someone either no shows, you know, they they end up not on the cruise. And I mean, of course, emergencies happen and, and, you know, things happen. Sometimes somebody ends up in the last minute sort of having to cancel. And then, you know, there are times where there's disappointments because somebody signs up and then doesn't gift anything. But I think the vast majority of experiences are, are like what you experience, which is that people are generous and people take care in what they make. I will say doing fish extenders as a first time cruiser, kudos to you guys, Gemma, because that's a t- it's so much work. And of course, coming internationally, it's a lot of extra packing on the way there and then on the way home, right? Because you got to take your yes. like your gifts home with you. Yes, which I did not think about. I thought we yeah. could make beautiful, but 
compact gifts to give people. And then yeah. because it was um, my young Monty's birthday there as well, oh, and yeah. there was something on the Facebook group, people had said, oh, is anyone celebrating anything? And I <laughs> said, oh, it's my youngest birthday. So people who weren't even in our group well, had yeah. pixie dusted him, full kind of plush toys, like a blank, like a fleece blanket with his favorite character on. Oh. I was like, how are we going to get this stuff home? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Did you end up buying an extra piece of luggage or had you brought an extra empty bag with you? <laughs> no, we just had to cram it in. <laughs> we just had to sit on the case and cram it in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, people were super kind and Matilda loved that. And we did some extra kind of pixie dusting as well. And again, mm-hmm. lots of generous back to people were very to us. And then the door decorating as well, she just loved. And she actually won the door decorating competition for our Facebook group, the whole thing. She was first place. So she was so happy. Oh my goodness. Well, you'll have to share pictures of your door with us so that we can post them with this episode. But I I love that. What kinds of door decorations, like obviously magnets, but like what, what, what did the door look like? Describe this to us. So she had done, I mean, how many... 40 or 50 different origami Disney characters. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah, with magnets all on the back. And then they kind of doubled up as bookmarks. They kind of sit over the corner of a book. And so at the end of the cruise, she pixie dusted all of the (gasps) bookmarks to different people and each one like a different Disney character that she'd made out of card and paper. Oh my goodness. Okay, now you have to send me a recommendation for whatever book or instructions she used to make these because Nathan loves origami. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I will. Yeah. Oh, I love this. And he just got actually for the holidays, he just got um, a new set of origami paper from Brian's aunt. So um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to shout out to Aunt Cindy. I don't know if she actually listens to our show, but um, you know, so now he's got a ton of origami paper and uh, yeah. And he loves, he loves that. So yeah, he sounds like he and Matilda are two peas in a pod yeah. <laughs> um, with their, with their crafting skills. Well, let's talk about other onboard activities. What kinds of stuff did you all get up to? Let's, let's talk first daytime and then we'll talk about shows after that. Yeah. So we did, as I say, Disney trivia. We did a couple of the family craft sessions, which we really enjoyed. We did one of the animation classes, which again, the kids really liked doing. We spent quite a lot of time on the pool deck. We loved Midget Detective Agency. So we did all three of those. (laughs) And the kids really enjoyed doing that. We did towel folding. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Which was also good. And then the boys in particular, but all of us really liked the sports deck. So we did Mm -hmm. crazy golf a couple of times, basketball. The kids did a couple of kind of specific activities in the kids club. So there was a table tennis competition (laughs) that my middle one who is sporty and competitive. I blame my husband. He's Australian and (laughs) is the first loser. You got to win. If you're in it, you're in it to win it. (laughs) So if you're not first, first, you're last, right? Exactly. It's not the table. Well, now, and that's just just dumb, Sam, because you can be third, fourth, fifth, sixth. (laughs) (laughs) Now now we're quoting Ricky Bobby. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, so he won that and he was very happy with that. And they did things like slime making, I think. Oh, yeah and things like that. So yeah, 
Did you did the slime make it home or did you, as I do, no. secret secretly throw no. those out? I yeah. was like, I'm not explaining that through custom. Yes. Like, <laughs> is it a liquid? Is it a solid? I don't, I don't know, know what's in it. I'm not very I'm not having that debate with customs. I mean, your 18-month-old was previously flagged as a terrorist, so it's gonna be a tough conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They've got me on record. So I'm, that's right. Oh. Poor Monty. <laughs> and, and then we did one of the the character dance party oh which fun. was so fun so fun and whilst my older two are slightly more reserved and they like but they enjoyed watching it from afar mm-hmm. monty i think a typical third child is assumes <laughs> the entire world is his best friend and it's, not, <laughs> it's not backwards and coming forwards at all and he was living his best life he oh. was dancing i've got some really cute videos of him dancing with chip and dale and <laughs> like alongside me and Donald like he absolutely loved that so that was really fun oh that's amazing I love it I love it all right well we've got to talk you know shows you know being a a hardcore Disney fan that you are I imagine that you wanted to spend some time in the Walt Disney Theater seeing some shows on that stage what shows did you get to see Uh, did you go see all three main stage shows and did you see any of the variety any variety acts so the only things we managed to see were Believe and Beauty mm-hmm. and the Beast. Mm. Um, part, I think the reason we didn't see the others were the first couple of nights, the kids were so tired oh, by yeah, the, the time, time we finished dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third night, maybe the second night was relatively rough. And, my, and Otis, mm. my middle son, was not feeling Mm. that great so so no we did believe and um, we did beauty and the beast we thought beauty and the beast was fantastic we really really enjoyed that and believe we liked the songs and the music in it but we found it a little bit cheesy um, yes yeah yes. a little bit too yeah that's the same way i feel about yeah. believe yes a little too cheesy although the musical numbers are are excellent as, as yeah. disney always does right i mean excellent yeah. musical numbers yeah well, so let's talk about main dining because we haven't talked about food. Actually, before we hit main dining, let's talk about cabanas. I, we know you didn't go for the first day of lunch to cabanas. You went to animators for sit down lunch. Did you eat most of your meals in main dining or did you hit up cabanas for you know breakfast and lunch? So we only went to cabanas, I think maybe two breakfasts and one mm-hmm. lunch. And the rest of the time we made the most of having sit down meals. And we actually really enjoyed that. I think it wasn't maybe till day five we went for lunch at cabanas and kind of wish actually we'd have gone a bit earlier, a bit earlier in the trip because we did really enjoy that. But for breakfast, we, like we really enjoyed having a sit down, kind of planning out what we were going to do for the day and then yep. going from there. So yeah, we, we enjoyed that and we had deck food a couple of times too, but mainly having sit down meals for most of our, our trip. Yeah. What did you think about the food variety and quality in cabanas? I always like to ask this of first time cruisers because you, you know, have no frame of reference of whether it's going to be good or bad other than listening to what we say, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think it was excellent. I think the variety is, was fantastic, or particularly for breakfast, everything you could possibly want. The crab claws for lunch were fantastic. Mm. And we got through a fair, fair pile of those, I would say, that lunchtime. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was, it was all excellent. And same with the, with the deck food, really, you know, yeah. everything you would, you would want a burger to be. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it's it's a hard to really screw that up, right? So, well, let's talk about main dining. What did you think of, you know, food quality? And of course, we have to know what you thought of the show and animators. Yeah. So again, food quality, I think, I guess I've seen quite a lot on social media of pictures of the food and people posting, so, but it certainly met those expectations. My husband, I think, was definitely very pleasantly surprised. I don't think, I think he thought it would look and taste more like mass-produced food than it did. He is, again, being Australian, not to stereotype a big meat eater, <laughs> big beef eater. So <laughs> he was very happy that there was always something with a substantial steak on offer as well. So he tended to go for that type of option. My daughter's quite a adventurous eater. So she ate from the adults menu every night and tried everything from escargot to the lobster ravioli to the oh, wow. black truffle prosette. So she, she really enjoyed that. And then, yeah, my middle son kind of decided sometimes ate from the children's menu and sometimes from the adult menu. But the animator's palette was certainly our favorite in terms of the show and entertainment like that. That really blew their mind. And again, my daughter being creative and liking crafting and art, just loved seeing her pictures on the on the screens. That was really exciting. Oh, so you had you had animation magic. All right, so that's that yeah. is yeah, yeah. I think that is the I think that is the best show in animators palette for sure. Did your you know your, you mentioned your kids ordering off the adult menu? I assume they enjoyed the food, or were there any misses for the kids? No, I mean they 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 were. I think there was maybe one dish we had where I was like, this is not so great, but everything else we really enjoyed. I think that was like a vegetarian, maybe like a baked aubergine type dish that I had that wasn't mm-hmm. so hot and mm. that wasn't that tasty, but everything, but it was, I mean, it was fine, but, but everything else we had was, was really fantastic. You had early one, dining, if I understand, because based on yeah. the comment earlier in the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. About you mentioned going swimming after, and that would be difficult with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. with the, because the first couple of days we were still, particularly the kids were still adjusting to. Yeah. It was five forty-five. Was like ten forty-five UK time. Yeah. Like there was no way they were going to stay up for late dining. Yeah. <laughs> did you did do you any truffle percets in animator's palette? I did. I did, and I thought they were nice. I didn't think they were. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. I'm sorry. To <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, Gemma. What's I always want opinion? to ask people. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought they were good. My daughter had them also. We thought they were tasty. But I, I don't know, with all the you 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 talk them up a lot. I was expecting <laughs> some fireworks to come out of them or something. <laughs> so no, I, I enjoyed them for sure. <laughs> Did you do any of the adult dining on board, Gemma? I can't remember if you said you booked anything with like in, in Palo or Remy or anything like that. No, we didn't. We we literally across the six day or seven days maybe had three kid free hours. <laughs> I think that's all we managed. <laughs> so no, we we didn't book any of that separate dining this time. I think we were I was particularly super keen to spend the time with the family, eat with the mm-hmm. children. Like it's pretty life is pretty hectic, isn't it? For everyone in yes. a family. So I was like, right, no, let's let's spend the time together. We'll eat together. Of course. Did, did of you get course. to do? I mean, I, I assume based on your answer just now, probably not. But did you get to do any of the adult nighttime activities, or or was that also tough? No, we had hoped to go to. I really wanted to go to the pink champagne bar, mm. but the night that we had hoped, or we had kind of teed the kids up and prepped them that they would be going to the kids club after dinner was the night that my son was feeling quite seasick, yeah. and so yeah. we just went to the recall losses and went back to the room. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Did you did you happen to do anything with the spa? Did you try out the spa at all? No, we didn't. We didn't. In our in our three hours of kid free time in the in the week, we did a mini bar crawl. Oh, nice! <laughs> From the Kofa to I think it's Currents above that, and around yeah. a couple of the other ones that we could find that were open in the day. So a speedy bar crawl around when the kids were in the kids club, and then before we knew it, my daughter was messaging saying, "Yep, I'm done now. Come pick me up. Come pick me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we did. Yeah, but at least we got to got to try some of those and and sit in the sun for a bit with a mm-hmm. with a cocktail, which was nice. Nice, nice. Well, Gemma, let me ask as we sort of wind our way into Sam's favorite part of the show and usually our guests' dreaded part of the show, otherwise known as rapid fire. What? So this is your first cruise, your first Disney cruise. You know, maybe one way I can ask this question is, did you get a placeholder on board? Are you looking to go back? Would you sail again? You know, all those sorts of questions. Was this a was this an experience your family really enjoyed and is looking to do again? Or was this a one and done? So, yeah, we did book a placeholder. (laughs) We I guess, again, looking at the dates and the itineraries, the one that I had my eye on was the westbound transatlantic next year. But the piece that makes me nervous is the seasickness for uh, for Otis. So Mm -hmm. I think we'll have to think about it before we book it again. I I will just... I will say that we've had several guests on talking about East and Westbound Transatlantic this year, and all of them said that the seas were were quite smooth up until, Mm -hmm. I think, this New York to Bermuda part. I was going to say that the New York to Bermuda can be notoriously kind of rough rough going. But when they're out in the Atlantic, most of the time, and, and there were lots of hurricane activity around the eastbound, westbound transatlantics this year, especially the westbound, I think it was, they're able to steer the ship into kind of, you know, calmer waters. So you might you might end up being okay. Take a listen to those episodes because I think Universal everyone said, yeah, it was great. It was great sailing, except for westbound when they hit Bermuda yeah. to get into New York for the first okay. time. The crossing from Bermuda to New York was rough. So yeah. Yeah, okay. I think I think the the issue is they can get you know, uh, they can they can move the ship sort of around it, right? They can't really do that when you're just doing a uh, north-south on the East Coast. So it's really not much yeah. you know, room to get around it because they've got to be at a port on a particular day, right? Yeah. Whereas in the uh, transatlantic, you've got multiple days at sea. And so they have a lot more flexibility of where they can move within the ocean, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you thought about doing any of the cruises out of the UK this, you know, Southampton is probably far closer to you than, than many of the <laughs> ports York. in the U.S. Yeah, so just curious if any of those piqued your interest, and and if not, you know, sort of what what about them didn't? I mean, they are shorter sailings, but I I, I was just curious if you thought about doing any of the sailings out of the U.K. itself. Um, so we have looked at it again. I guess they tend to be shorter itineraries unless you do the fjord one, or which which are a lot more expensive. As I say, I'm always up for reliable weather, which even in kind of northern Europe or um, into France, I guess you probably wouldn't get on that route. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess for me, it's six nights felt okay. And I can't imagine doing three nights or yeah. even four nights really in terms of just the logistics of getting on and unpacking and <laughs> orientating yourself and working out where you, where you want to go and what you want to do. So I think the yeah. longer itineraries definitely appeal. And then, yeah, per night that the one that we did and that transatlantics just feel like much better value, particularly if you have to kind of spread the the cost of the flight across. Right. 
across more nights is obviously makes it more palatable than than that for other itineraries. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And if you do a transatlantic, then you only are having to pay for one-way flights instead of two-way flights. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess the appeal of the European ports for us is not so strong because if we wanted Mm -hmm. to go to Bilbao or La Rochelle, there would be a lot cheaper way to see those ports (laughs) and the surrounding area (laughs) than to get a cruise. We can get we can drive to right. Dover and take our car across and drive there. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that doesn't feel like a, the best use of being on the cruise ship in terms of seeing the world either. Yeah, that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think we have reached that point in our show where Sam gets to ask you some arbitrary questions, apply some arbitrary rules and throw in a dash of judgment or the round we call rapid fire. So Sam Take it away. Thank you, Brian. All right, Gemma. Now I'm going to ask you your Disney favorites and Disney Cruise Line favorites. Obviously, your favorite ship on Disney Cruise Line is the Disney Dream, and your favorite water slide <laughs> is the Aqueduct. So we'll skip over those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've got to, you know, find out your personal favorites. So don't tell me Matilda, Otis, or Monty's favorites. I just want Gemma's favorites. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Who is your favorite Disney character? And Disney can be anything that Disney owns. For me, it has to be Mickey Mouse. Oh, Origi- I love it. Original and best. Yes. Classic. Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Favorite Disney movie? I would say probably Cruella. Ooh, oh, I love that answer. Yeah, I love that answer. <laughs> We're big fans of that movie as well. We okay, we good. watch it quite often. Mm-hmm. All right, favorite. I need Disney the sequel. St- I need the sequel. Oh, yeah. Like they're supposed to develop a sequel. I need the sequel. <laughs> yes. Favorite Disney song. I'm gonna go speechless from the live action Aladdin. Ooh, that's the Jasmine a- song. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. All right. Favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show? You saw two, so I think you only have one answer. Yeah, it's Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Very, very well done, Gemma. Good answer. (laughs) All right. Favorite bar space on the Disney Dream? I would say currents like in the seats in the corner at the top of currents on on that top deck just because in our three-hour bar crawl it was super sunny yeah cocktails that was so you need (laughs) (laughs) love it all right favorite onboard activity i would say probably midship detective agency like we really enjoyed doing that as a family yes which one was your favorite of the three I would say probably the 101 Dalmatians one. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. I I personally love the Muppets one because it takes a little bit longer. And I also just love the Muppets, but they're all really fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Favorite rotational dining restaurant? Animation Magic. Yeah, of yeah. course. You got it. Yeah. All right. Give me another favorite space on the ship. I would say the deck. I would say the deck area, like just sitting out on the lounges with an ice cream and dunking in and out the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got to talk food. I need a favorite sweet item and then a favorite savory item. We'll start with the sweets and savory is my favorite. For sweet, I would say I had a date pudding. I think it was in Enchanted Garden. It's like a sticky toffee pudding in it, which was delicious. Yes, that is one of my personal favorite desserts as well. Favorite savory item? For me, again, I 
I can't remember if it was Enchanted Garden or Royal Palace, but like a tuna avocado stack. Oh, oh yeah. The tower. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, the tuna Again, tartar. Yeah. 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 That's that. I'm not a big tuna, raw tuna person, but yeah, people love that dish. Then Brian is one of those people. <laughs> All right. Well, the last question, since we already know, as I said, your favorite ship and your favorite water slide is your bucket list cruise, Gemma. If you could go anywhere in the world and it was going to be on a Disney cruise line ship, where would you go? So we, as I say, my husband is Australian. This is a a long, long flight with the kids and Mm -hmm. they love being there, but it is a grim flight to get there. So if time was no object, then a cruise from Southampton to Sydney (laughs) would really help us out. (laughs) That would be an enjoyable way to get to Australia instead of... 26 hours on a plane. <laughs> I love it. You're going to have to go through the Panama Canal all the way to the West Coast of the United States and all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's or you got to go the opposite speed. direction. Or you got to go the opposite direction through the Med and then the Suez Canal and then, you know. Yeah, true. The world. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. You could go either the, yeah, either East or West. I like it. Yeah. Awesome, Gemma. Yeah. Well, thank you for playing. You, you won. So I'll give you, I'll, I'm sending you I'm sending you a virtual Pluto medal in, you know, <laughs> but your, um, your photo yeah. will go on our wall of winners here at DCL Duo <laughs> <Wow>. headquarters. <laughs> the only person's photo who sits on the wall of losers apparently is Josh. So sorry, Josh, <laughs> only existence over there on the wall of losers. So, well, Gemma, we just really appreciate you taking the time to come to us all the way from the United Kingdom to share your perspectives on Disney Cruise Line and your fabulous sailing. And just want to say thank you for taking that time and sharing your experience with our listeners. No, thank you very much. It's been fun. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon if you'd like to help support the show. We really, truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.